Hey everyone, Michael Antonovich with Swapmoto Live here for another installment of the Midweek Podcast presented by Yoshimura. For this one, we talk with Alec Gott, a hardworking member of the logistics teams that handle the on-track appearance and safety processes for Supercross and Pro Motocross. Tour life is a dream for the Kansas native as he's been able to visit parts of the U.S., watch the action up close, and become friends with his co-workers and people in the pit area. But it's not the easiest gig. God and the crew spend most of the year on the road, a schedule that puts him in a new city at the start of each week and requires days to get a venue ready. Flights are necessary to get to each Supercross, while Pro Motocross is a summer-long road trip in a van. As good as God is at being a flagger, he's hopeful the time on the road may lead to another position in the industry, preferably something in media. He's done camera work before, both as an aspiring freelancer and as part of Racer TV's production team, and plenty of his shots from Friday's media sessions were shared by racers this Supercross season. The hour with Alec was fun and motivating, as he's a true fan who's found an essential role for himself when things were uncertain. You can find him and more of his work on Instagram at alecgott, A-L-E-C-G-A-U-T. You already know that Yoshimura makes the best exhaust options for Honda motocross and off-road bikes, but they make great power for your Yamaha, Kawasaki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas 2. Yoshimura has been delivering power since 1954 and can make your bike run and sound the best it can. Visit them at yoshimura-rd.com to see how they can make your bike bark. All right, Alex. So uh, it's good to see you, bud. I know that you've had a whirlwind 17 races in 18 weeks. Um, you know, this is what I've wanted to talk to you about is because you, you see it all, you do it all, you do it differently than everybody else does. You know, a lot of us fly in on the weekend and we just see how nice the track looks on Friday for press day and then Saturday and then Saturday night. But man, you guys get there really Tuesday, Wednesday and just start going to town. So I'm excited to see kind of how everything in this interview goes and like all the stories that you have from two, three years on the road now. So give me a little bit of background on who you are and really where you're at right now. Well, I appreciate you having me. Uh, of course. I'm Alec Gott. I'm one of the track crew members. Uh, I do outdoors and supercross. Um, I kind of got my start just doing video stuff. And uh, you might remember me back a couple years ago, just like hitting you up about video stuff. Um, I would email teams and uh, riders to see if I could get with them and uh, do some video stuff you know, behind the scenes. And, uh, yeah, I worked for racer TV for, um, a couple seasons for the ATV stuff. Used to race ATVs. I know everybody, you know, gives me crap for that, but, uh, that's how I got my start and, uh, you know, started doing video stuff. And then, um, it just got to a point where it was like, I was working, two jobs working seven days a week, but I would have to take off to go to the races on the weekends and mm. basically just a weekend warrior. And I would drive all night to get back to work at the, at the real job. And, uh, yeah, I just got to a point where I was like, man, like I really need to figure something out. Like I've always wanted to be in the industry and, uh, but I still want to stay in, in my home hometown area. And, uh, so it's been, it's been tough, but it just got to a point, like when COVID hit, I was working like crazy and, uh, I was just like, okay, I've got to find something. And I emailed Davey Coombs 
and was like, hey, do you guys have any projects coming up for outdoors? Like, is there any, any way that I can help? And uh, I got a phone call maybe five minutes later and uh, it was John Ayers Jr. with Gear Services and he offered me a spot with outdoors. And uh, I mean, it's something I've always wanted, but as soon as I got that call, like, whoa, like this is real now. Like I have a chance to go to all the races that I've spent all my money going to, you know, <laughs> in the past. So um, I accepted the, uh, the job offer. And then this was like right when COVID was getting big. And uh, so <laughs> I accepted the job offer and I dreaded having to tell my company that I was working at. I worked there for five years and I had to let them know, like, I'm about to start traveling. And uh, so it was like a few days after I told my company that I was leaving and they postponed the, the series. And because oh. it was supposed to start, it was supposed yeah, to start. Yeah. And then uh, I can't remember when it actually started, but um, yeah, I, I told them and I was like pretty much giving them my two weeks. And then mm -hmm. I get, you know, checking the websites and it's like the races are postponed it's like oh god like what did i do <laughs> like am i gonna lose you know dude and on top of everything at that time anyway like oh my gosh yeah yeah, yeah. and uh i'm talking with uh my boss john and he's like yeah like the race are gonna, it's it's gonna be fine like we're gonna have races it's fine and then it moved to june and it's like okay and they were cool to keep me on until then and then it was postponed again. I was like, Oh my God, like <laughs> I finally get my opportunity and it's getting taken away from me before I even get to go to a race. But, um, it worked out and, uh, did the first, did my first outdoor season and it was awesome. I mean, I had never been away from home for that long. And, uh, it was just, it was a crazy experience. I mean, getting to go to all those races that I've always dreamed about, you know, I always, read the reports and check out photos and all that stuff, videos from uh, these races. And I finally get to be there. So uh, after that, I uh, worked, worked the outdoor season. And I was like, I wonder if I can do the Supercross season. And um, kept beating on doors and just talking to the people that I met throughout the series of the outdoors. And it just, I'm still, still going. So. Mm -hmm. So I was looking through my phone yesterday, just trying to line everything up for today. And uh, I saw the message that you sent me in like November of 2020 that you got the call to do Supercross in 21. Yep. And that's like the big one. You know, 21 was a big deal for you guys because it was trying to go back to normalcy. And as that was your first time, you know, there was an understaffed issue for everybody on that series. But then you guys right. did have a few, few people had to you know, miss rounds. Uh, there was a lot of issues, but I mean, trial by fire for you to learn that first 2021 Supercross season. How was that year just to get your feet wet? It was crazy. I mean, like you said, like uh, we had some guys missing in action, like for a few of the rounds. I mean, looking back, I remember it was, I think it was Indianapolis and we had a bunch of guys test and they had to quarantine and, uh, we have our morning meetings and it was like eight o'clock and I get there and I'm looking around. There's not many people there. And our managers just like, well, this is what we have. We mm -hmm. have to put a show together for Saturday. I'm looking around. There's like six or seven guys. Yeah. And I'm like, we normally have 20 some people to, you know, build everything, get everything set up. 
So my boss, Bill, he was making calls all day, just calling, you know, people that have worked there in the past. Like, can you work for this week? Like we're in a pinch, like we need something, you know, and uh, just things like that. It's crazy to think that we pulled it off with that amount of people. I mean, we, we ended up getting more people, but it was just like, you know, the cards were stacked against us and we were, yeah. we were so. And you're uh, a weekend too. You're a weekend too. And you're just like, Oh my God, I have so many yeah. more of these to do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it was crazy. Okay. So I didn't know that you did racer TV stuff for the uh, quad nationals. So yeah. that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Um, there's somebody else, John Cuso that does hundred percent stuff. And John did a lot of like, you know, laying the cables for NBC stuff. There's a lot of guys that do a lot of, those groundwork jobs. So what, what does that job entail? Like, what does that first, you know, pro motocross for the ATV side, what are you doing to get your foot in the door there? Uh, for me, like, um, I was like racing quads and taking video, uh, of just like other guys, like helping out with sponsorship okay. and stuff. So you're a full then, media guy then. What's that? Were you like media guy then like trying to be media guy and uh, racer at the same time? right trying to be and uh i applied for racer tv and i was just a camera operator for them okay. um so like i would just help with backup footage and then uh my producer uh gloop um he would put the shows together so it was like the full full show for the atv side of things and uh i i got my first gig and it was uh in georgia and i remember they were telling me like, you know, we're, you're responsible for getting, getting to the race and all this stuff. And like, we'll pay for your fuel and all that. The like, guy, right, cool. Well, it was in Georgia. So it was like a 14 hour drive. They thought mm -hmm. I was a lot closer than that. Um, I don't know. I just remember them asking me like, how long did it take you to get here? And I was like, uh, 14 hours. And I'm like, what? Like, you drove <laughs> all this way to be here. I'm like, I want to be here. Like, this is, but, uh, yeah, it was awesome. I did, I did a bunch of races for them. And, uh, I, I knew a lot of the racers just from being, being there. So it was mm -hmm. pretty cool to be able to interview them and do stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that just kind of grew into something that I just wanted to keep doing. Um, and I got on the dirt bike side as well, helping the Crossland Honda team from a few years ago. Um, I helped them with a sponsor video and that led to a lot of other cool stuff that I got to be a part of. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. On the quad thing. Cause like you even joke like, Oh, you know, a quad guy, but whatever. But like, I think it's cool. Cause like I, even where we're at and you're in Kansas, I'm in Illinois, dude, everybody rides quads. Everybody's got some kind of four wheeler, either like something that they go hunting with or on the farm or they got, you know, a race quad or their cousin has one or whatever. What got you into quads? Why quads over dirt bikes? Um, my cousin and I, we just rode around. It was mostly like trail riding and stuff. And then uh, he decided to do a motocross race uh, in Oklahoma. And I went to go watch that. And after that, I was I was hooked, man. I was like, I, I want to be a part of this. And uh, so we started racing a bunch of local races. And uh, it's cool because like thinking back, like when I was doing local arena crosses and stuff, there's guys like Colt Nichols and uh, I mean, they were little, I mean, we were, <laughs> I feel like I'm so much older than them. I'm really not, but, uh, it's just like watching them race. It was like, I remember watching the Han brothers and, uh, like winning dash for cash races and stuff at our local races, but 
um, yeah, I just just kind of got into quads and just raced that, which um, I never raced dirt bikes, but I do do ride every now and then. So, okay. Um, the media side, I know like the cross on thing, that's how I remember meeting you for the first time. I remember seeing you around the pits there, um, especially at like the Midwest races like Dallas or St. Louis, wherever we'd be, I would always see you there with Cameron and I'm like, okay, I'll keep tabs on that guy. And you know, there's a, there's tons of dudes, especially oh, yeah. now more than ever as, as cameras have been easier to pick up and there's more stuff out there and more software and YouTube and all that. Um, it's always cool to see you independent guys, like kind of crack the scene. Cause when I had to do it in 2009, God, it was fucking hard. Like it was terrible, you know, but I was so lucky that I got in with Don the way that I did, but it was the same thing. Like I lived in St. Louis, we would drive to spring Creek or we drive to red bud. And I'd kind of like fluff my way through like, oh yeah, I was going to go to that race anyway. And then, you know, wasn't, and then have to like pull all my money together to travel there at the last minute, drive 15 hours like you. Yep. Um, so like to know that you were doing all of that groundwork stuff to make that happen. What was it about the media side that you're like, that's what I want to do. I, I've always just been like a fan of the behind the scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I love, love writing videos and everything but i always liked hearing the backstories of just like you know the writers and what they had to go through and stuff like that um but yeah i just i don't know for some reason i was always just glued to videos and uh photos of just like the races and stuff and uh always wanted to be a part of it and just kind of stuck with it so <laughs> <laughs> okay when it came time to um know that you've got to get your foot in the door somehow. What made you decide I'm going to try to go this way? Like to have Davey call you right back and John Ayers call you right back that fast. I mean, that's pretty good luck, especially considering the circumstances. So great on you to know the situation at that time. But what led to you going like, I have to do this now. Like this is my time where I have to put everything on the line to, to take this chance to get the career that I want right now. Yeah, I mean... I've been doing this for a really long time and just like trying everything I can to be a part of a team or, you know, just some way to be in the industry. And, uh, it was just like, I was working it, during the COVID times. Um, I was working like crazy at this warehouse doing, uh, sign work. And, um, it just kind of got to a point where I was like pretty much just overworked. And I was like, you know what, like, I'm not happy doing this all the time i mean i'm working seven days a week and you know trying to do video stuff on top of that like after work and i was just tired of it and just got to a point where i was like you have to do this like you have to at least just you know give it a shot and see if there's any opening i mean it's not going to hurt to ask so mm -hmm. uh yeah i emailed davy and got a call back right after that and i was just like okay it's getting real now like i have an opportunity like let's go <laughs> mm -hmm. that first summer like i honestly is as uh, tough as 2020 was and just weird like to go do utah how we did it and like uh, you know not knowing what we could do or couldn't do and then being at the races beginning to see that and then that break like you said between supercross ending and knowing the nationals are going to start but when are they going to start there was that lull but once we finally got to the races that year, I think that will go down as probably my favorite year of racing ever. That that summer was incredible to go to Loretta's those two times that we did. Um, and then, you know, Red Bud completely empty. And then we see Millville in, you know, the first couple weeks of autumn in the north, like mid-northwest is just beautiful. 
Yeah. Uh, you go to Paula. Like that was just such a memorable time. And I think back to like just how pretty the tracks looked and how excited the fans were to be there and how guys were just going for it because like everybody was racing like their life was on the line. Yep. How fun was that for you to see that firsthand, but then also understand all the work that you had to do because then you were seeing like how much travel it was and how long the days were when you're at the track working. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was an eye opener for sure. I mean, you go to those races as, as a spectator, or even as a media guy, like you don't realize, like you look around and it's like, you, I guess you just don't pay attention to like, cause it's a finished product. Yeah. Yeah. You don't pay attention to like all the structures and everything. And um, so once I started getting into that side of things it was like wow like this is a lot of stuff like all the arches and um you know the podium stuff like that it's just like man this is crazy and all the banners all the repeater banner like i have to go around and pound stakes around the whole entire track to put that uh banner up and it's just like wow like this is a lot (laughs) Mm -hmm. dude it's a lot the stakes alone the wooden stakes with the hammer with a hammer and then you guys got to hit it with the nail gun the handheld nail gun that you guys' hands have to be just cooked by the end of a, a Thursday. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean, I mean, just getting to travel to all those races, like for outdoors, it's a bunch of guys loaded up in a sprinter van. And mm-hmm. you know, doesn't sound that exciting, but I mean, for all of us, like we all love moto and uh just getting to see different sites and um you know, the entire I mean, you get to see the entire country just driving around. So uh it's pretty cool. There's this thing, you know, because I, I see everybody in the pits every weekend, and it's so fun. Like, I just, everybody knows how much fun the races are and how much I love them on the weekends, just like you. But to see everybody and know where everybody's coming from and getting to know all of these guys at every position from top to bottom. I've had a really fun time getting to know a lot of those guys that are on the track crew because of what you said. Like, you guys are so into it. and You see everything, and you guys spend every single day in the car or working, bench racing about it. So you guys are the core core fan. What's that group of guys like? Like how many is it in the van and what's what's that routine? Um, I'd say there's probably like, I think I want to say like last year there's like six guys in the van or something like that. But um, they, there's also a few other guys that ride with, you know, maybe one of the truck drivers or they fly in or something like that. But uh, yeah, it's just like last season we had uh, – Jordan Post, he was a photographer, or he mm-hmm. is a photographer, really good, and uh, he he rode with us, so, like, we kind of connected with camera stuff, and, uh, I mean, there's Cal, he's the driver, which he does both uh, outdoors and Supercross, and, um, you know, it's just, like, it's cool, because, like, we have a lot of things in common, um, a lot of the crew, like, wants to go to skate parks and stuff, like, when we got time off, and I like taking pictures of that stuff, and so... I don't know. It's just like a good group of guys that love moto and uh, it's, I don't know, it's our lives. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay. You said the driver, do you guys switch driving or is it just one dude, just Modog and like all of it? Um, For the most part, Cal does most of the driving. Um, So like I, I switch off from time to time. I help him out when I can, Um, which it's awesome when he's driving because after I take pictures on race day, like we have to tear down and everything. So I don't mm-hmm. have time to like really sort through photos. So we usually have a long drive so I can just sit in the passenger seat and sort through all my stuff and start sending pictures out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for, I mean, for the most part, he does the driving and 
uh, I mean, we do switch off from time to time, but. Okay. So let's get into the actual like nitty gritty of the work, especially between the two series. What is, um, what's a build day like for you guys at the nationals? Like what's a work weekend like at the nationals? What do you have to do? What day do you get there? How's the workload start? How long are these hours? And then, uh, when are you done on Saturday night? Yeah. So, uh, we get started early in the week. It's, uh, usually like Tuesday or Wednesday we'll start. Yeah. It's Wednesday. We'll start for outdoors and, uh, we just start unloading the trucks and then, um, we start laying out the arches and get that stuff ready. Um, we do, uh, mechanics tents and all that. And, um, a lot of the VIP tents I help set up with stuff like that too. Um, there's like the media center and, uh, trying to think we got all kinds of stuff going on but um like i also do the live feed for the uh vip tents i set mm-hmm. up all the tvs and stuff for the vip areas and uh, i also do the parking so like right right when we get there i start doing the uh start laying out the uh cones for mm-hmm. all the pro pits and, stuff and then like painting that. and all that yeah yep damn damn <laughs> yeah uh, that's day I, one that's like the first few days that's before you've even touched track yep uh yep. so we start doing that which i just started that last season and uh the idea was that i was going to be trained to do all that and you know take it on this season and uh it just happened to be like i think it was two rounds in and uh senior was going on a bike ride and ended up breaking both of his legs mm-hmm. i remember he, that he's the one that's supposed to be training me. And so like the next morning they had the uh, morning meeting and it was like, yeah, he broke both of his legs. And so he won't be here. And I'm just like, okay. (laughs) That was at Colorado, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah. Or going into Colorado. Yeah. Because then you guys were like, because then his son had taken over a bunch of stuff and I was like, Ooh, John Ayer seniors like busted up like that. These guys are down like, a workhorse yeah yeah and he's been doing it for like 20 forever yeah yeah that's so that was quite uh an experience for me (laughs) but we made it through (laughs) okay so then finally once it's time to uh start doing stuff for the track like especially at the nationals you see how big those those places are and then you guys got to stake in everything and then stamp those banners staple them in how long does that take to make that track at a national look race ready um, I, I couldn't tell you like exactly, I don't know. It's hard to say like, yeah, you don't have to have like an exact time, but that's a, yeah. it's a, a day, two days, half day. Uh, like to do like the stakes and the repeater and stuff like that. Um, yeah, we, we do it. We knock it out in pretty much a day, okay. day and a half somewhere in there. So, okay. That's impressive. And then you guys all through the day, like it's got to be so annoying on Friday or Saturday morning, you know, on those first laps when some guy gets whiskey and then just goes flying through the banners and then just disintegrates just them. It. And yeah. then you guys have to run to go staple new ones back up. Like when I see yep. you hustling, especially during the races, when it's like peak hot, like Bud's Creek's 95 degrees and there's no wind. And then someone just went off track. You guys yep. are there in like 35 seconds. Like there's never a moment missed. So they're radioing to you to get those banners up. Huh? Yep. Yep. Yeah, we're on we're on standby for repeater fix. So <laughs> <laughs> they're serious about the banners because this is all the time. Like even in Supercross, like you guys, are like hey Anton, you got to move. I'm like, no, I know. Yeah. Um, okay, so then Saturday at the races, you know, especially for a national, I think 
when I get there, I'm like, oh man, we're getting there early, but what time do you guys get there? And then how long is the day? Because you're not done until almost dark even. Yeah, um, we usually start, it's probably like seven or eight o'clock in the morning, just to make sure everything's good. Cause I mean, we'll get the repeater banners and everything done the night before and no telling what the weather was like. So we have to get there and make sure like stakes didn't fall over, you know, banners missing, whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll, we'll work on that. And uh, after the race is over, we pretty much tear down until probably like 10 or yeah, I'd say somewhere like 10, 11 o'clock at night. And then uh, we'll finish it out the next, next morning. Like we pretty much get everything torn down and then just load up everything on Sunday. So. Okay. And then on the road by Sunday afternoon. Yep. Okay. And we hit the road and head to the next one. So. Okay. How does Supercross compare and contrast to that? Because obviously like you guys are in a much tighter area as far as the building goes and it, you know, you're not going over the elevation and all that other stuff, but at the same time too, then you have security and then you have all these other things that you're working in on those parameters. So what's a Supercross build week like? Uh, Supercross week, uh, we get, get there uh, Tuesday or we fly in on Sundays, but um, we get the day off on Monday and then we'll start start building everything on Tuesday, uh, get everything lined out. And it just, it varies week by week, just depending on like where Dirtworks is at on the build and like what we can do. But uh, yeah, I mean, towards the end of the season when I was getting to start on the podium uh, right away, which was awesome because podium's pretty, pretty crazy build for me. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um, uh but yeah i mean throughout the week it's uh we set the finish line usually on the first day and we'll get it like pre-built to where we can finish it the next day and uh i mean we got to to where we were doing pretty well towards the end of the season and uh i mean everything was pretty much race ready either thursday or uh early friday so okay you said you guys fly in for the supercross stuff yeah, uh, so for the California rounds this season, we uh, took a bus. If it was just a short trip, we all mm-hmm. just loaded up on a bus. And uh, But for some of the uh, races that were farther apart, we, we flew in. Okay, good, good. That's good to hear because I was figuring like, man, that would just be a grind to just be, yeah. you know, driving, driving, driving all the time. So you'll just fly on, you know, Sunday morning from the city that you were in to right to the next one. Yep. But it's, I mean, with Supercross, it's crazy because our loadout, like, we have to finish everything, you know. That night, yeah. Yeah, after that race. So, like, we'll get there 8 o'clock in the morning on race day, ready to do the race. We'll chase after bikes all day. And Mm -hmm. then once the race is over, we start tearing down. And we may not finish until 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock next morning, maybe. Mm -hmm. So, it's. (laughs) What time would your flight be on a Sunday then? Like, are you Uh, late later in the day? Uh, sometimes like there's been a couple times where it was just like, you know, maybe three hours in between like us finishing and then we have to fly out. I mean, there's a few times where I was like, yeah, I'm just not going to go to sleep. I'll sleep when I get on the plane. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> dude, the, the, how fast you guys tear down blows me away, uh, especially at a supercross. Cause like I'll, um, I'll do the podium and I can already see like, as soon as the bikes cross the finish line for the 450 main event, stuff's already getting cut. Like banners are getting cut down tough blocks are starting to get stacked. All the wires are starting to get spooled back up. Yep. And then I'll go do, how was your weekend? Or I'll do the press conference and I'll go back and get my equipment from the photo den. And that might be an hour and a half. 
not even that long at all. By that point, pretty much every tough block has been stacked in one spot or taken back to the rig. And then almost every piece of dirt is in one pile in the middle of the trap. Like how fast you guys really do tear everything down is unbelievable. And then to see how it is built up, like when you guys, like you said, when you walk into a trap on Saturday, you don't know like all the stuff that goes into it. But then to see all the modular pieces, like the scoring tower, the finish line, the podium, that's got to be just like one big erector set to just put together every week. <laughs> it's cool to see how all that stuff is like packed up into those rigs and then just sent down the road. Because there have been times that I've been driving back from races that I'll follow the rigs out. And I'm like, I think I know what's in that truck. I think this is this one. Or I think that it's cool to see like all the little infrastructure pieces, because like yeah. you said, for two dudes like us that just want to know all the little secrets, like that's the super, super cool tech stuff where you're just like, this is how the whole show happens. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy to think. I mean, it's just like the outdoor situation for me, like showing up and you're used to just being a finished product and mm -hmm. get there. And it's like, there's so many things that go on with Supercross, like just, uh, I mean, just the things that you wouldn't even think about, like the DJ setup for this mm -hmm. year. Like we had to build a deck, but we just didn't know what location it was going to be every week. So mm -hmm. we we're sitting there like trying to plan all that out. And it's just like so many different things that come in, come into play. And it's like, it's crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's been fun to talk one-on-one -on -one with people like Dave Prater, Carrie Hart, Andrew Baccarosa, Bruce Sternstrom, Jeff Crutcher, and Ryan Ragland about whatever I want. And that's thanks to everyone at Yoshimira R&D for supporting this feature. Check out Yoshimira's website and social media accounts for more great content. The big thing for you, though, like you do all the grunt work and you do all that manual labor, but then Saturday comes and then it's time to put on the official shirt and then you have the helmet. So what is harder, being the track worker or being the uh, like manual labor side? Uh, it's for, I mean, for the, the manual labors, the tough part, but yeah. um, there have been certain situations like on the track that's just been crazy to me, like just, you know, crazy stress <laughs> like mm -hmm. just because uh, i mean you're you're out there and when i had the, my first interview he was like hey how comfortable do you feel being close to the track and i'm thinking like i'm a video guy like i'm always close I'm good to yeah <laughs> yeah no worries and then you go out and you know there's guys wrecking which in supercross like for people that don't get to watch it on tv or that are not at the track um there's a lot of wrecks. There's wrecks all the time. All the time. Everybody all the time. <laughs> Dude, and if even if they don't wreck, like somebody goes off sideways and then like knocks a tough block out, but then you guys have to run out onto the track to straighten up or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's always guy, something. You have a guy yelling at you on the radio, like, mm -hmm. go get this tough block or this rider's down, go protect him. And it's mm -hmm. just like, it's just chaos. <laughs> <laughs> so then how did you get into that position? This year was the first year you really did that into the level that you had, right? Well, uh, I was a track runner as well. Uh, last year? Last season, yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, it was just, I mean, that's just part of the gig. I mean, everybody pretty much uh, helps set up and then we we do the track running as well, so. Okay, so how do you like that? Like, I'm sure that that feels like a whole different set of responsibilities for a guy like you. You know, when you're a photo guy or when you're the track guy, you're like, okay, I want my photos to look good or I want the track to look good. But then when it comes down to that, um, the race and another person's safety is really in your hands, you know, right. like making sure that everything goes well, that's gotta be a lot of pressure. And then, like you said, you have that helmet on, but then there's constantly somebody in your ear telling you what to do. Jim Perry's always telling you where you gotta go. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's just, 
I, I, I enjoy it. Like I get a rush out of it, but there are times where it's just like, you know, I, there's some guys that are wrecking out on the track that I'm friends with, or, mm -hmm. you know, Kyle Peters was one of them mm -hmm. when he got injured. Like I got to film with him uh, on the cross and Hanna team. And it's just like, it's kind of hard position to be in. Cause that's like somebody that I, you know, I'm friends with, but uh, yeah, it's just, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to really explain it. It's just crazy for me to be out there, but um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Are really. you ever, okay. So like with the bike thing, like they're so on us about where we can and can't go on the track and totally understand. Like there's places that, uh, that when I see the, the track map access for the photos, I'm like, wow, I can't believe that's green, but that's red. Like that makes sense. Yeah. And we're still far away. Like you guys still want us a bit off of the track limits and stuff, but you're right there. So is it ever like nervous? Like how close have you been to getting like T-boned by a bike? Has it been pretty sketchy or has it been okay? Um, well, this last season I, I got hit by a rider uh, in St. Louis. It was oh, like, did? I, I was in the sand section, which I didn't get like slammed okay, or okay. anything, but uh, just got, you know, kind of knocked over. But um, I think it, I want to say it was like San Diego. There was a tough block that just kept getting hit and they kept calling me to go over and get it. And um the way the track was set up there were like two turns pretty much against each other and i had to like jump in the middle of that and both there's riders coming from both directions like hitting hitting it and i just felt like i was like sandwiched in between i was just like i hope this shows up on tv because this <laughs> feels really crazy <laughs> but uh yeah there's been situations like that that's just like man this is uh pretty wild so <laughs> um at san diego i have that photo of you helping chase out do opening ceremonies and i didn't know that you had been doing that yet you know I, I i see how much stuff you're involved in but that one had to be cool for you because i'm i'm sure you like chase like midwest guy oh yeah um, super polite really really nice kid uh to see you kind of have that moment when i like looked over i was like oh fuck yeah there's alex this is sick how fun has that been to have the people that are in charge of your job see like how good you are at it and then to give you additional responsibilities because they know like Alex, not a kook. He's going to go through with this perfectly. That that's honestly been the biggest thing of these last two years where I'm like, dude, Alec has killed it because they're giving him this stuff. You got that award the other day, but seeing the interaction that they're having you have with riders and other people at high level decisions is pretty cool. Yeah. This season has been awesome. Uh, I remember having a talk with my boss, Bill, and he was just like, I really need you guys to step it up this year. Cause we're bringing in a new group of people and, uh, I just remember, like, I had that mindset. It was like, I have to step it up this year. And there's, you know, there's so many things that I want to accomplish. And uh, like you said, they added quite a few things to my plate. And um, I just wanted to run with it and just do the best I can. And um, it's cool because, like, opening ceremonies, I was, I, I did opening ceremonies last last season. And, uh, but this season, they gave me a few more riders and just a few more things to help out with, which was awesome. Um, the first time I did opening ceremonies was, uh, Houston last season. And, uh, I had Osborne and Wilson. And mm -hmm. so also like, two just dudes, just talking, talking, Zach, yeah. Zach can be quiet, but he's like real, uh, into it. But then Dino's always cracking jokes. So that had to be fun for you. Well, here's the situation. <laughs> they, uh, had a section blocked off due to COVID. Like they didn't want people to work or walk in a certain section. And uh, my tunnel was like right to the right of that. And they said, you can't go that way. So 
I'd have those guys walk all the way around the Houston stadium and just to go right there just to go like 20 feet to the right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was just trying to follow the orders and everything. And I'm walking with these guys all the way around the stadium and they're annoyed. Like they don't want to mm-hmm. walk all this way. Like I think Zach wrecked in practice and he's like, man, I hurt my knee. Like, do I really have to walk all this way? And I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. This is my job. <laughs> I'm just doing my thing. And uh, I remember that wreck too. That was the yeah, big one. Yeah. Yeah. We got to the uh, tunnel before the tunnel that I needed to get to and security stops us. And they're like, you can't go any farther. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, this is my first job or my first weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm radioing into my boss is like, Hey man, like they're not letting me through. And luckily some of the uh, fellow security guys helped me get through. So we get to the tunnel and I'm talking to Zach and I'm like apologizing to these guys. And Zach is like, Oh, it's fine, man. Like, I tell you what, like if I go win the main event, I'll give you a shout out for giving me a warm up like before the race. <laughs> just like, you know, just joking around. <laughs> and uh, we hit the track and he goes out and wins the heat race. And I'm like, oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he didn't he didn't win the main, but I did send him a message afterwards. I was like, hey man, like I'm sorry for that whole thing, opening ceremonies. I was trying to do my job. And he's like, hey man, like it's cool. But he's like, I almost got it for you. And I was like, I know. <laughs> but, uh, Dude, isn't it the worst? Like when you know, like you have to do something and you have to tell these guys like, bro, I have to be the bearer of bad news, but you have to do this this way because yeah. if you don't, someone else is going to make up my problem. So like, sorry, but we got to do this. And especially last year when everything was like at level 10 for COVID at Houston one. Right. And I yeah. mean, it's, it's like the photo thing. Like I'm getting totally. called to tell you to like move over to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the banner's way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel bad because I'm a photo guy and I'm like, yeah, man, there's a great shot. Well, right you don't there. feel bad. Don't feel bad. But you got to move you. So yeah. or we got to move you. So the, the cool thing that I like in talking to you and uh, Bill, especially too, from the few conversations that he and I've had over the years, uh, dude, there's so many guys that are out there too, that I see and we just chat up all the time everybody understands like how important this is. And there's a lot of mutual respect between us, the photographer guys and you track worker guys. Cause we all know, like we're all trying to do it for whatever reason, you know, we're all trying to do whatever it is. And then you guys have the stuff that you have. So yeah, whenever you're telling me that I got to move, I never feel bad at all. You're good. Um, with that responsibility though, like this year has been a big deal because like you said, they said that this was going to be a new staff. So some guys that had been there with some experience needed to step up. What was that like for you to make that decision? Like, dude, I'm, I'm going to kill it this year. I'm going to make this my year. Because we hear racers talk about that all the time. But this is a similar mindset that we all go through. Like, I come yeah. into each year, like, I'm going to tear shit up this year. So it's cool to hear a guy like you is going to do it, too. Yeah. Um, after the outdoor season, like, getting to take photos and stuff. And it was, like, the first time I was having photos published in mm-hmm. magazines and stuff. And I was really excited about that. But uh, I just had a few talks with Bill. And I'm just like can I bring my camera? Like, is there any chance that like I could fit in some photos at some point? And he's like, Oh, you know, bring your camera and see what happens. And like, it just like flipped a switch. And I was like, I have to make this happen. Like, this is where I want to be. And I'm just going to keep pushing to like, see what I can do. And uh, like the first race we did press and like everybody had to be on the floor so that everybody can kind of get uh, adjusted to like being on the track and stuff with a lot of new, new faces. Uh, in the crew and uh after that i just i asked sean brennan if i could take photos uh during the next few press days and he was cool enough to let me do that and after that i was just like i'm gonna show up to every press and you know make a point like i want to be 
in this position. So, um, which it worked out in my favor. I got to do a lot of cool uh, projects outside of the build and everything like that. So, um, but yeah, I just, I don't know, something just, I feel like I just flipped a switch and I was like, I really want to, you know, make sure that these people can count on me and just do as much as I possibly can to put myself in a better position. So mm-hmm. I remember about midway through the Supercross season when on press days, you'd be like, Hey, I get to shoot photos this week. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's sick for Alec. And then seeing the relationship that you guys have built with a couple other guys, like you and Chiz are tight. Like I know Alex getting Chiz's photos on Friday during press day. And that's gotta be a cool deal for you. How fun is it to do that? And to see, like, I get to shoot photos where I've done all this work all week. Like it is a full project of your imagination at that point. Yeah. It's the best feeling in the world seeing like all those riders share my photos and stuff. Um, with Chisholm, like I filmed with him before uh, Supercross shut down for COVID. I was, I, I remember talking to you in Dallas. Uh, so I, he was one of the riders that I emailed about filming and uh, I filmed all day. And then it, I was like looking back at the footage, just like, man, I didn't really get any interviews or anything. And I hit him back up. I was like, would it be cool if I keep going to a few more races and just like film with you so we can like kind of build like a big video or whatever. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. Well then COVID hit and shut that down. So I didn't get to do that, but I stayed in touch with him and um, you know, I'm always rooting for Chiz. Like I'm one of the older guys and I feel like <laughs> ever since I've been watching, like he's been, you know, kicking ass. So, um, so it's great to see him have a season like this. Um, but I was just uh, always trying to get photos out to him because I know that he knows that I'm trying to get in the media side of things, but um, it turned into like, he's doing weekly updates with my photos from press Mm -hmm. and that's awesome. So, but I've had a lot of writers, you know, give me uh, credit online and stuff and, you know, get those notifications and stuff. Like I said, it's the best feeling in the world. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, when you shoot, there's a lot of people that shoot local stuff because we, I have people come up all the time that ask me stuff. And I, and, and anybody that's watching, like you ever have a question, hit me up. If I'm slow to it, reply, like my bad, I'm sketchy, flighty like that. But uh, as you shoot pro stuff, like you can see just like they're so fast and they're on it all the time. It's almost hard to take a bad photo. Did yeah. you feel like your photo skills just ramped straight up because you saw all of these great guys in these perfect settings every weekend? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I was pretty lucky, like in our area, like Kansas and Oklahoma and stuff, like I was able to like drive a few hours and be around Trey and mm-hmm. you know, guys like that. But um, yeah, definitely like Supercross set up. I mean, like you said, everybody's got like an amazing form and just like, just, you know, it's it's on. Yeah. Easy, easy jumps to work with. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it, it's a cool setup. So. I'd say it's a lot easier to um, be in that environment than just like going to a local race and trying to get, you know, great photos, but. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's the, uh, what's the setup? What's your camera setup? Um, I, I've been using the same camera since 2012. Have you really? I was using a Canon Rebel T3i um, up until like a few months ago. I had a, a, so last outdoor season, I bought a Canon 90D, which, you know, isn't like a crazy upgrade from that, but it's, you know, it's a better camera, but, um, and I got the, you know, Canon 72 to 200 lens and that helped me out a lot, but, um, 
I was just trying to dial in that T3i camera for as much as I could. And I definitely improved. And then um, this last outdoor season, I bought that other camera body. Well, I got a position where I was able to help out with like activation sponsors. I was mm-hmm. taking photos of just like the track and uh, banners and stuff like t- companies like Twisted T. And um, so it was kind of like a side gig, but I was scared to use the new camera because I hadn't even like, yeah, haven't used it at all. So I was still using Old Faithful. <laughs> and, uh, I just got to a point where like I had the new camera body in my camera bag and I just wasn't using it just because I wanted to, you know, I knew it was safe. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel yeah. I've done that a bunch of times on stuff. Like I know that like the good, like I have something new that I'm super excited to use, but I'm like, I'm not going to take the chance on it yet. I'll yeah. Want to know. Yeah. So halfway through the season, I switched to uh, camera bodies. And uh, once I started like kind of figuring it out, I was like, okay, like, cause I was questioning, I was like, maybe it's just my camera. Like if, you know, maybe I don't know as much as I mm-hmm. should on camera. So but it's getting better and I'm, you know, I'm pumped on it. So I like that you were smart enough to be like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to do the side gig and take promo, like the activation photos. That was very smart. Like, yeah. this is what this is really why I want to talk to you is because like so many people, when they want this industry job, like we get all these emails and stuff. Like, oh man, I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. You really did put in the work and you saw a lot of different avenues of like, I need to show where my value is to my employers or to potential employers or to the industry like dude i have to applaud you on that because there's not very many guys that think that like that's going to be the way they think like make a couple sick things on instagram or if i do this or if i'm fast enough but like to see a guy really really put in the work like that like props to you alec because that is so respected and so much what we need like we need young guys like you just trying to do every single thing all the time so good job dude yeah well i appreciate that man that's that's huge i didn't know you did that activation stuff and like just on the advertising thing like if a company like twisted t knows that they need to see what we spend all this money to go to the nationals where how does it look when we when we get there because they're not going to have billy grotto go to colorado right you take the photos and show like well this is what the banners look like they then see a reason to keep going so you're really doing a lot of stuff to continue the growth of the sport even if you don't realize it yeah i was i was really pumped on that and um i mean i definitely took a different route than mm-hmm. most guys but i i think i appreciate it a lot more like having to do all that build or doing the build all week and then you know i'm just crazy thankful to be able to take photos but mm-hmm. at some point um you know, I'm only doing it on press for Supercross right now, but I mean, it's still just a dream come true for me. And uh, when I see you on Fridays, you make my weekend better for real, because I see how keyed up you are. Like if I'm like bogged down or if I got like a ton of work and shit to get done, but I see how excited you are. And like, I see how fun it is again. I'm like, yeah, dude, Alex, they're sick. Like Alex, yeah. be about it. you've, you've honestly no, no kidding, dude. Like you've really gotten me through like a couple tough weekends. Cause I see how happy you are. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> That's cool. I, I mean, it's, I'm crazy thankful for the crew, just like being cool with that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a, I, I always stress out about it. Cause I was like, I don't want them to think like, I'm just getting, you know, you're just trying to use them and then bail. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I mean, like the other track crew workers, like we're still setting up sometimes on Fridays and it's like, okay, like I'm going to do this on my lunch break, mm-hmm. like take photos and then I'll be right back at it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, some of the guys are just like, oh, Alex taking photos again. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's funny because like the end of the season, we did like a 
uh, slideshow photos and stuff. And you could tell like those guys that were kind of giving me crap about taking photos, like they're, they're loving the photos that they have. Mm -hmm. And, um, on a side note, like I may be helping out their Tinder profiles as well. Totally. Totally. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. And you're in a different city every weekend. (laughs) And this kind of goes, which is a perfect segue into the next thing I want to talk to you about. What's life on the road like? Because you guys see it in a whole different way. And, and like you said, the group of guys that's in the van in the summer going everywhere, you guys don't just go like hotel track airport, hotel track airport, hotel track airport. Like you go, you've gone and seen stuff. I know when you went to Salt Lake, you go around when you went to Gillette a couple months ago, that's a big deal for you. And like you went on Belichick's birthday. So they gave you a cupcake. Yeah. Worked in so many of these cool little experiences where that's what the allure of the job is. It's like, yeah, I want to see the races, but then when you really get into it, it's like, wow, you get to see the world and you get to see all these great places. So what's that like for you? Uh, it's amazing. I mean, I've, I've always wanted to travel and do stuff like that, but um, when you get to these tracks, I mean, you'll work like crazy and then you'll fly in Sunday and it's awesome. Cause I mean, just the group of guys that we have, like, um, they're all trying to plan something like mm-hmm. a lot of the guys are like, well, there's the six skate park that I want to go to on the day off. There's this, you know, there's this mountain view that I want to check out. Like we're all kind of like connecting together, like trying to figure out what places to go. And uh, honestly, like we're all just beat to shit, just like worn out <laughs> on Sunday. And then like Monday, like we should honestly just be like resting and, mm-hmm. you know, recharging the batteries. But I feel like I'm more busy on the day off trying to cram everything in that I want to check out and then (laughs) get right back into it. But um, it's just awesome to be able to travel all over and see all these places that I never would have seen if it wasn't for this job. So Mm -hmm. what, uh, okay. What was the, what was your favorite place that you saw the Supercross season? Like a view, a view or a place you guys went to or an activity you did? Like what was the highlight of that 17 races? Um, trying to think like, it, it's it's hard to just narrow it down to one but like i i had a blast in san diego um there's a lot of cool views there and i've never been to that area but um uh daytona was another cool one that was that was a big big race for me because um usually we don't send uh that many people on the crew and last year i was pretty much begging to go to daytona and uh the guys that have been there for a while they got to take that spot and i didn't get to go and uh so this season i got to go and uh experience that and um it was a, i mean it was a different different setup but it was still just cool to be in that environment during bike week and stuff mm-hmm. like that so okay what was the best meal you had best meal um that's a tough one i don't know like i didn't really have anything that memorable this season okay, okay. Uh, last Last season, a uh, bunch of us guys went to this like fancy steakhouse and uh, it was awesome. Like it was amazing food, but it was just cool because like the whole Supercross crew went and we get in this place and there's people in suits and, and ties mm-hmm. and stuff. And we got like Supercross shirts on stained from the build. Yeah, just, and you're like, still dusty and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the guy was like coming in to do like a whole spiel on like where their meat came from and all this stuff. We're just like, just having the time of our lives. So. Okay. Uh, travel essentials. What's in your backpack and your suitcase? Like, what do you have to have on the road? Um, I'm, 
I'm pretty st- simple guy. I mean, I had a lot of clothes and stuff, but it was like, I'm a t-shirt collector. So mm-hmm. like every state that I would go to, I'd, you know, pick up a t-shirt, uh, which made it pure hell trying to get back home this last round because I just had so many bags and stuff to carry. But um, I always carry a GoPro with me. Like that's, I'm, I've been documenting like these last couple of years with GoPro and I haven't really released much, but uh, at some point I'm going to, put it all together and just kind of document like my journey to be in the industry. And uh, I'm excited to put that together at some point, but I don't know when I'll have the time, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, like I, I pretty much just carry all my camera stuff with me and uh, that's, that's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, when you guys go to the gas station, like what's the go-to snacks? Um. This job has put me back on the Mountain Dew. <laughs> a lot of Mountain Dew to stay awake. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty much just, uh, I eat like crap on tour. That's for sure. <laughs> this happens. It happens. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right now you're home. You're back in Kansas. Where you're actually doing this is your family's uh, like mini storage place and like yeah. all that. So what are these weeks like when you're, you know, on hiatus, like between, between the work. Yeah. Um, so I help take care of the mini storage facility. Um, my cousin, Zach, he works here full time and, uh, it's just him and I just run this and he, he does it during the week. And I'm usually like on the weekends off, I'll, I'll cover for him, uh, on the weekends. But, uh, ever since I started doing this, these tours, he's just been working every day. So, um when I get home everybody's like oh I bet you're ready for a break I'm like no I'm going to work (laughs) but I mean it's it's pretty pretty easy job uh for the most part and uh I I like to give him a break because he's he's one of my biggest supporters and uh for him to do this for me I mean we could hire somebody else but it's just this is how it's been for so long just him and I running it so um but yeah he's he's been uh supporting me and it's cool to I have somebody, you know, rooting for me. And then when I get home, I get to work. So, yeah. Uh, I always think it's cool. Like when you go home, you're always around your cousins. You're always around your whole family. Um, that That's really fun for me to see because like I'm home now and I get to see my yeah. whole family. And that's like the biggest thing is like when you can just have the best of both worlds, you know, and might not be a lot in one situation or the other, but like, then you get that perspective of like, man, I got it. So that's got, I'm, that's another thing where I'm like very pumped for you to have these weeks, especially how good these first like summer days are right now. And everybody you guys got around right now. So what are you going to do to make the most of this time before you got to jump back on the van? Um, just spend as much time as I can with the family, like my nieces and nephews, I love them to death and I, I want to be the kick-ass uncle, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, just getting to spend time with them. They're at that fun age where like I, anything I do is just awesome. So uh, just, just want to spend as much time as I can with them and uh, you know, just try to enjoy time with friends and family because um, doing both series, it's, there's not much time at home anymore. And I'm so used to being at home. Like I used to be just a weekend warrior type guy. So uh, now that I spend as much time as I do on the road, like I just, try to take full advantage of just hanging out with family and family and friends. So okay. um, I got like two more questions I'm going to ask you. And if like, sorry, these are kind of personal, but you know, this is going to show how much you really love this job. 
this to work your ass off as hard as you do. I'm sure it's not like the most lucrative, like best paying job. I'm sure there's other, it's manual labor. I'm sure there's other people out there that are making way more money, but it's good enough for you. It's good enough for you to entice you to keep going out there. And then there's the allure of something else that's out there in the yep. future. So um, what is it about this job that just makes you keep coming back? Um, motocross has always been like my go-to, like even if I've, you know, had some, I've, I've had some really rough times, you know, like mm -hmm. loss in the family and stuff like that. But like motocross has always just been there for me. Like it's just always been my outlet, like my happy place. Um, so, uh, for me, it's just like, I, I even said, I'm more in love with like the behind the scenes stuff than I am the actual racing. Like I love yeah. the racing, but it's just like, I, these guys work their asses off to be here every weekend. And I just want to be a part of that. So, yeah. um, so for me, it's just, I, I just want to keep going and I want to be, I want to be a name like where, you know, people can look at me and just be like this guy works his ass off and like he wants to be here every weekend like that's awesome so i just i just want to keep that going and yeah <laughs> okay last I mean, it, it's not like like you said like i'm not making a crazy amount of money but yeah. i'm making you know i'm able to pay my bills and i'm getting paid to travel around the world and watch the races that i normally spend all my money to go to yeah. yeah yeah and you're as fulfilled a, as a because you did it yeah yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, the second thing would be the other day uh, at the Supercross ending party, you got this really nice award and it's very cool to see them like recognize all that you're doing. Like I, I was very happy to see like that post by you and the little plaque that you got. I'm like, that's sick again. Just like another big thing for Alan. To see where you're at in this position right now. Do you want to keep going and would you want to just like keep climbing that ladder of the track guy or like if the media thing really came through, would you be like, I got to go do that? Like, do you, are you now caught in that balance of like one or the other? Uh, not yet. I mean, there's been talks like in the show office, like we'll just, all of us guys will be talking. They'll ask me like, were you coming back next year? And uh, there's some of my buddies that will, chime in and be like yeah he'll be here next year but it won't be in this department mm -hmm. like you know which is you know a compliment but um i've let bill know and other people know it's like i'm completely fine with building during the week like that's not not an issue like i love being a part of it no matter what but mm -hmm. uh if there was an opportunity where i was able to take photos and just take photos like cool i'm in but um there's not exactly a position where I can build and then, and you then know, do that. Saturday, yeah. Saturday off to be a photographer or videographer or whatever. Yeah. And um, then not tear down. Yeah. 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 So um, we'll see what happens. But like I said, it's, I'm happy just to be there. And um, it's just been really cool to be able to, you know, do the extra things that I want to do. So. Cool. Yeah, dude, I, it's coming. It's coming. Don't worry. Like you're, you're doing it all the ways that you need to. And, uh, you know, we'll put the word out there. Like, even if it's like, if I ever need you for something, you're going to be my first call. But if I know of anybody else, even if it's like a rival media outlet that needs like photographer for the weekend, you're, you'll be the guy. Don't worry. Well, uh, I appreciate that. Of course. Of course. I mean, this season, it's just like, I, it's just a crazy feeling to me because like, I've always, I mean, I've worked hard, but um, this season, I've just like really noticed, like, I feel like there's 
you know, something, something. building, like mm-hmm. something brewing, but it's just like, all right, like this is cool. Like I just I enjoy that feeling and just you know the progression of it. So it's been awesome. Okay. Very, very, very last question. What's it like for you when uh it's like 6 30 and then the lights go out? What's that like on a Saturday night? Like, do you still just like, oh my gosh, or is it are you too busy to even register it? No, like for you're talking like opening ceremonies. Opening ceremonies, like, yep, yep. yeah. Uh, I still get that feeling like I did for the first first one and uh it's just you just have to be like one of those guys on the floor to understand it but it's just like I love I love opening ceremonies I mean it can be hectic there's people screaming at each other like can't find the rider it's, you mm-hmm. know Start. yeah yeah <laughs> but uh it's I don't know it's just one of those things it's just like it's one of the best feelings and like the pyro hitting and all that it's just like you work work your ass off all week and then that's like that moment where you're like this is the payoff like this is so cool to see everything just take off so oh yeah i love it alec that's sick i love it this was perfect i'm so glad that we had to talk i can't wait to see you in paula in a few weeks yeah man. we'll have a blast this summer dude we're gonna we're gonna have a good time yeah sounds good but, man yeah well hey enjoy the time back home uh make sure to you know squeeze everything you can with the family and and keep it going and thanks for joining us for this midweek podcast we'll have plenty more stuff going through maybe in middle of the summer you know once we get a couple nationals in and you got some work under your belt we'll we'll retouch and see where you're at yeah right on man appreciate it cool thanks Al. all right thank you